Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, right. Um, not the way that I ever thought I'd ever be starting a podcast. But I think I'm still in shock. I will give you a little bit of a behind the scenes here, listener. We're recording this nearly an hour and a half after, in my opinion, the greatest upset in the history of the World Darts Championship. And I appreciate if that's being prisoner of the moment. But to do what Dave Chisnell just did to the world number one, if you have been living under a rock for the past few hours until this pod's come out, Dave Chisnell just beat Michael Van Gerwen for the first time in 28 attempts on the television. Not only that, he whitewashed him in a World Darts Championship quarter final. That doesn't happen very often. And it doesn't happen very often to the world number one. Dave Chisnell has just blown this tournament completely wide open. A very warm welcome to an astonishing quarterfinal day review in the World Championship Daily from Online Darts. My name is Jardafi, and I'm going to do my best to try to talk through and, and, and let everybody else talk through and try to understand what has just gone on. But I'm still in complete shock. Hopefully, the co-hosts that are with me to talk some darts with you aren't. Jack Gobby Garwood and Dan Simpson. Gentlemen, a very warm welcome. God forgive me on this one because I'm going to go to the man who was blogging this for us on the Online Darts live blog, which you can still view right now and you can view for the semi-finals and the final at onlinedarts.com. Dan, try and explain that one to me, mate. I, I, I ran out of adjectives, to be honest. I was doing the blog and there is, I apologise for my lack of ability to, to construct something that made sense. I just ended up repeatedly typing the word, Wow. I, because I had nothing, I couldn't, it, it's, uh, I mean, I, again, I suppose, you know, peek behind the curtain, I sort of said to you, I, I, I was making some notes, I was scribbling along with the blog, and I was making notes ahead of this podcast, and I literally wrote a note saying, all the, for the first time in the tournament, all the games today have gone the way I thought they would, and I made that note just before the end game, in full expectation that that note would be accurate for this pod, absolutely bonkers. Maddest thing I've ever seen in darts. 
Gob, your turn, mate. Try and make sense of that. It was just a bit good and it was a bit unexpected and it's completely undone any sort of form or history between the two. And if, if sport was played on paper, this game goes the opposite way. 100%. Like, there's, there's no chance. With the record, the head-to-head they've got, Van Gogh's never lost in a World Championship quarter-final. Chisnall's lost, what, 28 in a row on TV against Van Gogh? Well, it was 27. And, yeah, well, 27. Like, you, you've got the history of the action breaking down the number of times they've met in finals or at the latter stages. Like, everything was stacked against Dave Chisnall in this performance. And he completely tore that up, chucked it out the window and went, yeah, we're leaving that in 2020. I'll have a go here. Just an astonishing, astonishing... New year, new chiz. Can you... Okay, we'll we, we talk about <laughs> this new chiz in a second, okay? Because I'm not being funny, right? But if if this were to happen, we will discuss that in a minute. I, I want to talk about this game because, to me, Gob, the biggest moment of the, of the match came not necessarily in the first set. The first set was brilliant. To, to break back in 11 darts when you lose the first leg, it was brilliant. Then, it's, it's so often we've said with Chizzy, he is the nearly man, right? He goes 2-0 ahead in the second set. He misses four darts in two legs when MVG levels to force that deciding leg. And eventually, at the seventh time of asking, he manages to hit double 16 this time, takes set 3-2 and goes 2-0 up. At that moment, I thought, hang on a second, we could be witnessing something very special here. I did and I didn't. I, I very much agree with a very, very similar situation, but I think the pivotal moment was... Basically the same, but in the third set, because then it had more substance. This early on in the game, even though Chisnall had won that second set, you still thought that the history and the ability between the two might come back and bite him, right? There was still a chance at 2-0 that Van Gerwen does what Van Gerwen does against the majority of the field, but in particular in the past, Dave Chisnell. Right, he's, he's had him exactly where he wanted him. Chisnell's led matches from miles ahead. He's trailed in matches from miles ahead. They've gone close. They've gone miles apart. And Van Gerwen has come out on top in every single one of them. So at 2-0, you're still thinking, right, he's got away with one there. Can he keep doing it? To do exactly the same situation in the third set, led 2-0, Van Gerwen pulls it back to 2-0, and then Chisnell wins his deciding leg. That's the moment where I believed, actually, Chisnell's got something about him today that means this head-to-head record is seriously under threat for Marco Van Gerwen, as is his voyage to be world champion. And obviously, Dan, he then continues to do that, breaks the start of the fourth set, two holds, put him on the cusp of the upset, and then another two 12-dart holds, and then breaking the throw in 15 dust. White washes the set, sorry, White washes the set and the let, we watch the set and the match. He averages 107.34. It's the second straight time that he's gone... And, and, and produced a ridiculous average. Obviously, against Dimitri Vandenberg, it was a ridiculous average for the majority of the time before that fifth and sixth set. It's 14 maximums. This is honestly, that's probably the best I've ever seen Dave Chisnell play. I, I completely agree. And I think you're right in, in when 
you know, when we got we got to a point in that match where he was you know he was averaging so well and he was hitting so many maximums and he what he was just relentlessly bashing Michael Van Gogh and pulling ahead that you start to look at you, know, you start to look at the maths and you think, well, what has what has Van Gogh got to do to even to level this match up if Dave Chisnell doesn't drop, if he doesn't drop his level, Van Gogh would have had to play at a level even beyond potentially his mythical capabilities you know in order to try and get back into that game i think there was a few there was a few pivotal moments that that chisnell sort of that chisnell took some uh, i think strength from that could have chipped michael van gogh there was early on i can't I forget if it was the first set or the second set van gogh missed double tops for one five one and I think if he hits that, I think it psychologically does a bit of something to both of them. Um, there was a couple of other opportunities um, later in the game as well where I just thought it might spark something. And it, ne- it never quite came. And, it, and it, I think Dave Chisnell has played the game of his life and it would have beaten anybody in the world playing. I and mean, the, the math says there are very few players in the world that can turn up at a World Championships and match that. So this is the question that I want to ask now about MVG, because, listen, I, I want to take a second and say the man in defeat is just so classy. The interview that he did with Sky, obviously, he doesn't have to do an interview with us and the rest of the press, but the interview that he did with Sky was just unbelievable. It was so classy. It was just fantastic, really, to give Dave the, the full credit that he deserved. And more importantly than that, I think, to admit that there was no excuses. It was completely outplayed. And, he, and, and it was brilliant to see why he is the world number one, whether he is or not on Monday, the third, 4th of January. That's another oh, question. He, he better be. He better be. We'll come on to that in a second. But God, <laughs> do you think that this was Dave playing unbelievable? Or do you think Michael gave him the game? Because I don't think he did. Like he averaged 93, 98.29. That's normally, you know, around the 100 mark. I mean, he's seven of 16 on the doubles, which isn't great, you know, just below 50%. I don't think he, I just don't think he just did the right things at the right moments in the right legs. It was simple as plain as that. Well, no, you're right. We, we've just, when we spoke a couple of minutes ago, we just mentioned the, the final leg in set two and three. Van Gerwen pitches them, he's two and up, and we're having a completely different discussion tonight. Dave Chisnell was superb. He pressured Van Gogh in at every opportunity. The fact Van Gogh has averaged 98 with 40% of his doubles is, is a solid return, right? But that just means he isn't given the opportunity. Chisnell had nearly twice the amount of darts to double tonight as MVG. No one does that to Van Gogh. You don't get that many chances against the man. He, he played steady, he played okay, four maximums. The rest of the turntables are, are pretty similar. Right, just Chisnell was that much better tonight. That was unbelievable from Chisnell. And for the first time in a long, long time, he backed up a superb performance from the previous round. Because Chisnell's done this sort of thing throughout the year, not 107, not actually not but he's thrown the 103s, the 104s in the early rounds. And then he's backed up the following round with an 85, an 88, and, and completely bombed out of the tournament, for want of a better phrase, that doesn't match a certain Welsh one we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, this is the first time he's backed it up with back with consecutive performances that are world class, and that should be a worry for the remaining three people in this field. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. And uh, we I tell you what we're going to do. 
let's throw right now to Dave Chisholm in the press conference so we can all get our breath back and try and work out what still what the hell went on. But more importantly, to hear from the man who, as I said at the top of the show, in my opinion, and I don't wish to be a prisoner at the moment, but I do believe that this is the biggest upset in World Darts Championship history. To go and do that to the world number one in a quarterfinal, not only win the quarterfinal, but whitewash him, take some stones. Is this a new Dave Chisnell? Let's hear from him now in his press conference. Dave, it's been a long time coming. You're saving it all up for one big performance against him. Yes, probably, but like I say, he's, he didn't play his best and I just had to capitalise on him and that's what I did. And my first dart was going all the time. I thought when, he, when that first, set, first, first leg of the, of the match, and I went something like 20 or 30 or 40, I went, oh, not again. But I just dust myself and said, get this first set over. And it can work for me. And I won the first set, so I was really happy. And then I broke him and I thought, yes, I'm going to be tough to beat because I know my darts are going in how I want him to go in. And um, he, he, he struggled. And not maybe because I was, I was banging the wall, thought he was one of his consistently. What was your mindset throughout that game? I know you've gone into it thinking, I can win this, despite all the other game. But at some point, you must have thought, Absolutely me. I was feeling a lot there. So I was like, I was thinking that was like, don't think anything, because it could put put myself off. I was like, just just play again. Like, how you been doing? Let him win a few legs and then win the win the win the fifth fifth leg. So that's what I did. Thirty two was very kind to me. Top was no good. I hit it a few times, but the thirty two was kind. So close to a nine darter as well. Aye. He, he is a one for one straight after me as well. That was cheeky, that. <laughs> I thought to myself, I've got it, it's double six now. One or two darts or three, just hit it because he left 40. And, I thought, and that's for the set as well. You've made six major finals. You've beaten Phil Taylor at the William Hill World Championship. Where does this rank in the, in the most impressive one off displays of your career? This top. This is, this is the best I've play, play, played. I was. Um, I was, I was so focused up there, and I've been focused for the since coming back from 27th. I I had a, I knew he had a tough game against Dimitri. Um, Danny Noppet, I've never beat him, and I know that was tough. But I'm playing with number one in the world, and the, probably the best player. I know he didn't play well tonight, but I had to keep my game going, and that's what I did. I just follow, followed through nice, and that's all I've been doing since I've been here. Well, since you come back from Christmas, you're the player of this tournament. You're playing better than anybody else. Do you believe that you are the man to beat over the next couple of days? Let's all the wise men playing well. I watched Steve Bolton today. He was fantastic. Stopped off a little bit when he went 4-1 up, but he pulled it out. And don't, don't matter what score you win, as long as you play well and get that, get that five legs, five sets for tonight. That's all my problem was. That's all I wanted to do. You know as well as anybody, when somebody pulls out an enormous victory and knocks the favourite world number one out of the big tournament, especially the William World Championship, yeah. winning the next game can often be very, very difficult. How do you guard against that? Well, I'm playing Gary Hansen and he's knocked me out a few times. But I think that if I play like that tonight, it's and he plays well, it's going to be a one over game. Lots of 180s. That's what they want, what the fans want, and that's what we'll do. First time ever into the semi-finals of this, with a world final on the line, is it, is it difficult to put that out of your mind? 
No, I had a I'll go go on now. Um, go to bed about twelve-ish and just chill and get up. I don't I don't know what the, is it tomorrow night we're playing. So so we've got all day to just relax. But there's the only bad thing about tomorrow is there's no doubt on the afternoon, so I can't watch him. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to, I'll, I'll probably have to watch the racing or something. Jesus, what a Okay. Dave, congratulations on a stunning performance. Yeah. What's going through your mind at 3 0? Are you trying to keep yourself calm inside because we can see the emotion building up on you out there? Yeah, the emotion was going high. I was 3 0 up against world number one and who I've not beat for 27 times. It was going high, but I kept, I, kept, I kept cool. I went off at the breaks, I did just did what I did and then come back on. And the, I, was, I, was, I was so fluent, so. I didn't. I didn't really. Um, sometimes when I play Michael, I could, I could like bottle it. But when I went three 0 up there, I said he's got to play well to beat me now. And he, he didn't play the best, but I'm happy the way I played. You touched on there the, the 27 games in the build up to it. We all know you're playing well, but even when you're practicing, are you thinking about that? No. No, all I'm thinking about is hitting that summer final tomorrow. And I know I'm playing well. And to be fair, I've not played well for the like last two two months. I've come into this practice quite hard and paying off. We know you got to the Lakeside final. Yep. Does this mean more to you, even though it's only getting to a semi final than getting to a world final? Of course it does. Lakeside, Lakeside. Listen, we up, there's loads of people got to the final. Lakeside. It's, this is this is proper darts. This is harder. Let's let's say I was only a, I was, I'll say I was only a young boy, but I went I went I was 27. <laughs> I was like oh, sorry maybe maybe 30 or something. That was just uh, me just having a bit of fun on on tour, but this is all serious. And uh, this 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 get game tonight means the mo- most ever to me. It's, I had to to pull out my best to beat him. When you're in this form. Out of the final ones left, is there anyone that can beat you if you play like that? I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say I'm going to win it and everything. I'm just going to take every game as it comes and just play my game. When I play my game, I've got a chance of winning. Like, like if they, they play their game, their game's just as good as mine. So you can't say you're going to win a tournament or over, one, over one match. But I've, I've been quite steady. For the, for the three matches of blood, so I'm happy. Dave, congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations, Dave. Cheers, Pop. Um, you said on the TV interview you've been under the radar yeah. for a couple of years, and what's it? Well, you're certainly off the radar now, so what's clicked? What's changed? I just think it was. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lazy. When I'm at home, I'm lazy. I just thought, I don't. I don't when, I, when I practice, I just practice one night, that was it. When, on a Wednesday night with my mates, that's all I did. And I, I just thought, it's not good enough. If you want to win, you want to be, win big tournaments, you're going to be doing two hours a day, at least a, every day. And I started doing that for a bit. Online darts, was, I just put, when the lockdown came, me and my mate, we used to practice on a Wednesday, but we, we did it a couple, couple of times, like three hours. So we'll do well, maybe a Wednesday, maybe a Friday when I'm at home, and we just practice. Not, not none of these online tournaments what they're doing now. We just do our own games, what we used to do when we're not. And it's paying off. And was that your self-motivation? Did you, uh, was it during lockdown you thought, I've got to try and do something here? 
Well, the, well, the first lockdown, I don't want to say this because it's, it's naughty. First, first lockdown, I was going to the shed in the cabin, playing online darts. So, the second lockdown, I was coming. I said, I'll do two hours and don't drink, and play a lot of drink. And then we, we, we go to the, um, the Grand Slam, and I start flicking my darts instead of throwing them. So, I changed the points in my darts. And I've just got it right. I'm, I'm like following through and everything perfect without the flick. And it's working. So you got rid of the flick. That's Aye. It took me three weeks though. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. A lot, a lot has been made of your action and your pressure in the past. Is that the best it's held up in the pressure? Yeah, it is, obviously. But I, do, I, do, I, was, just, I, was, I was just sitting big scores. I might have a bad score. But I followed it with a big, might have a bad, followed it with a big. It weren't like bad, 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 bad where it has been in the past. And then I've got beat easily. But today, it was, everything was just going straight. And that's probably, I put him under so much pressure. So that's probably why, yeah. Um, was that the, the polar opposite emotion, emotion to what you usually face against Michael? Because you were the one putting him under pressure rather than being the, the other way around. Yeah, I've, I walked into the room to practice him today and I, I started practicing for, yeah. I'm ready for this. Because I know I was following through and sometimes I can practice and no, I just go under all the time, under. Like, you go on stage and you think you can't go under, you can't go under, and you're putting more pressure on yourself. But I, it didn't happen that I just up. The first, obviously, the first leg of the match, it was, I was terrible, but I got over that. Sometimes I probably won't have got over that. I'll probably just play like all the time because it's, it's in my head. But today it weren't. It, all that's in my head today is must win or give him a game. And when I went feeling up there, I thought he's got to play well to um, beat me now. You've beaten the world number one 5 0, the best player in the world in many people's eyes. Who's to say you can't beat any of the others by the same score? And you must give you so much confidence. Yeah, I'm full of it. Honest to God, I'm full of it. I've, I've been saying to Roger every morning, I've got up to, I have a little practice in, in the hotel. And people saying, just, just throwing so straight and uh, not like going everywhere. And like, that's, that, that's what I've been training at home, just to keep my arm in. And obviously, relax up there as well. If you don't relax, and I must. Dan, I'm going to come to you off the back of this and say, he says there at the top, talks about the fact that this is the top he's ever played, it's the best he's ever played. I'm going to ask a question that I, I, I've asked many times before but not as seriously as this. Is he the man to beat and will he be the world champion on the Sunday, the 3rd of January? Yes. And, I, and I'll tell you, I'll back it up with, and I'll, I'll tell you, wow. I wouldn't have said that two hours ago. I probably wouldn't have said it half an hour ago, but I, I think, and God made a really good point there in that he's, what he's done is he's put two performances together in a row where he where he's really really showing that this, in theory, we, we, he hasn't played out of his skin tonight. He's played on a similar level to how he played the last game he played, which either shows he's hit a level or he's hitting a trajectory. In hopefully, so and and, I, and you look at you look at who's left there. I think the biggest game for me for for Dave Chisnell now is the Gary Anderson match. I think if he beats Gary Anderson, then he beats 
either of the other two in the final. I think I think the biggest challenge that's in front of him, because of the style of play, because of the way the game's going to be played, I, I think it's Gary Anderson tomorrow. But I, I think if Chisnell plays 95% of what he played tonight, then he beats Gary Anderson. Um, I, there's the potential that his form falls off a cliff and, and, and he doesn't, doesn't come up to the level he needs to be, but at the minute, I've got no evidence to suggest that's going to happen this time. Job, you could, you could, you could will you agree or disagree? Don't get it, the last performances have been superb, and I madly don't believe I'm saying this, but I think he will get through Gary Anderson. The, the problem you've then got is that Chisnell has never got over the line, and we're asking him to get over the line in the biggest one of all. I, I, I'm just not sure he's got it in him. He's going to be another one that, until he does get over the line, I can't sit here and back him to get over the line. I, I, you're just worried that there's too much scar tissue and there's still the tendency for him to drop that absolute stinker of performance. And that's the worry. It, Dave Chisholm as a world champion would be fantastic. It'd be horrible for the media because his, his cohesion of the English language isn't as good as some of the other players on the tour. Um <laughs> But <laughs> I think he'd be fantastic. He hits all A's and he's an entertainer when he plays that. When he's on it, when he's on it, he's an entertainer and he'd just be superb. Um, I'd, I'd like to see it happen. I mean, if anybody's seen my tweet, there's 75% of the field that I'd like to see it happen to. Um, but I'm just not sure it can. Well, let's talk about... Go, go, go on, Dan. You're going, to say, you're going to go in there, mate. Sorry, Bob. It was just a very quick one. Just, I suppose, do you think... I, I think he's the most relaxed player going into the next two days. I think, he, I think he hits the next... You know, I think he hits tomorrow of the four players that we've got left with sort of in his own mind with the least pressure on him. You know, I think he, he doesn't... You know, he doesn't put too much pressure on himself. I think the others... It's a big moment for everybody. Gary has been there before, but I think he goes in probably the most relaxed of the four that are left. Very interesting one. Let's just tell you what the field looks like. The outright betting looks like at the moment. Chisholm's actually third favourite at 12 to 5, if, uh, if if that is the case. Um, but uh, there we go. Uh, we'll go through the outright betting market in just a bit because, Gob, I'm going to come to the person who you think who you would be fuming to see as world champ. Um, he's the favourite, and rightly so, as the world number three, won the last set play event. And tonight, Gerwin Price once again got out of jail. This was a great game to watch. I've got to be honest, I thought it was a really good game. But once again, that is the second now last leg to Cyrus. The third time he's gone to a final set. Now, people can look at this and go, okay, it's good that he's there and, and that's good pre preparation, but to have used a lot of energy already getting to that world championship semi-final in this, in this way is, could be a bit of a, you know, what was it looking for? Could be not what he's looking for. Could be a, a real energy loss really rather than energy gain. Do you know what I mean? Stop, stop trying to look for excuses and trying to give me hope that he, he's not going to do it. Like, I'm not looking for excuses. I'm just giving it's, you the it's written. It's written in the stars. He's going to win it. And I resign. That's it. That's, that's all we need to know. I'm genuinely, for the eighth, well, for the first time this year, we're here. Um, <laughs> that's it. I just, 
the man stepped in something on his way to the Ali Pali this year, didn't he? Three last sets, two last legs, a Mervyn King that didn't quite turn up. He lost. He Right, three days ago, this man was moaning about the format on his Instagram of the event, saying that we play leg play all year round. Why isn't the World Championship leg play? If it was leg play going, you'd be out. You lost 18-17 in legs tonight. You did. And yet he still gets away with it. It infuriates me. <laughs> Dan, before Gob absolutely explodes, I've got to come <laughs> to you on this one. <laughs> Glad you were. Yeah, well, uh, before Gob explodes, Dan, let's, let's talk about this game. Because I said uh, on, on, the, on the last pod that we did that I think the biggest problem for me, it was like Gurney and Wright last year at the match play. No one expected it to, 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 for him to turn up the way he did. And he managed to cause what people would say was an upset at the time. He did. He almost very nearly did it again tonight. He just would not go away, would he? And that was. And that's. I think the best. The way you've put it there is the best way to describe it. Because he would not go away. And 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 surprisingly, you know, when you look at you look at the statistics, you know, you look and and as Gob says, you know, he wins eighteen legs to go in seventeen. He throws fifteen one eighties to go wins nine. He, he's He's performed incredibly well, but at no point in that match was he with your head in any way. Like he was, he was always, and that I think, I think that that was the biggest difference there. And I don't know if it's psychological, but the, I think if, at any point in that game, at any point at all, Daryl Gurney gets anywhere in front, he's not constantly trying to chase from behind, then I think the game changes. Um, for both of them, but I think Gurney could have then started to build, but he was just constantly having to chase and chase. He just couldn't quite do enough to get over. But it, it did surprise me. I, I was really pleased to see it as competitive as it was, but I, I thought going into it, it was going to be a bit of a steamroller in from Price. And, 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 and Gurney really, I said it, um, I was on the podcast after his last game, and I'd said that it, it looked like, uh, that, you know, uh, on that day, that he, he looked like what he is, which is a, a player that's in the top 10 in the world. And he hasn't looked like that for a lot of 2020. Um, really good 2019, three semifinals. And then it, it, it's not quite been there in 2020. But he, he does look like a top 10 player again. And I think he will take a lot, even in, in defeat from that, and, and kick on. Top 10 now in the world uh, for Daryl Gurney. But let's hear from the man who is number three in the world and the only man that can stop Michael Van Gogh in remaining in the world, number one on January the 4th. Here is Gerwin Price in his press conference once again after another classic deciding win. Congrats, Gazzy. Talk about falling over the line, though. Strange old match. Yeah, I, I let Daryl in a few times. I mean, three darts in my hand. I can't, I can't hit the double, but... You know, one four three out and a couple of other shots out. I don't know how my wife's feeling, but it's frustrating for me and it's even worse for them not, I think. The last 11 legs of that match, you managed to win three of them, but they all came in that deciding set. That 107 checkout you took out to, to get things going in that deciding set, I mean, at that point, were you panicking a bit? Yeah, I know. I think if I didn't win that first leg, then I was probably gone. You know, I was, I was up against there. I was thinking negative rather than thinking positive like I was most of the game and yeah I was 4-2 up in sets and I thought yeah I just one more set get over the winning line and go back chill out and look forward to tomorrow and yeah what a fool I was what causes that well I'm inexperienced I think compared to all the other players 
you know, I've only been playing this game a short period of time, six, seven years, and you learn from your mistakes. And yeah, I've certainly learned a big, a big lesson tonight. I shouldn't uh, be too complacent when I'm in front, and I should just put more. No, when I'm four-two up, surely he should be under more pressure than what I am, and just felt like I was under more pressure than what he was. Back-to-back semi-finals now, the Willem Hill World Darts Championship, and you do know when your next two games, you're world number one. No, can't afford to be inexperienced then, can he? There's no excuse then. No, nah, but I think I win my next game. I'm guaranteed number one or number two, so it doesn't doesn't matter. I'm going to get plenty of opportunities. I'm not saying I'm going to not going to put myself under too much pressure. I'd love to be number one. I'd love to be world champion, and I'm sure there's no not many times you're going to get to a world world champion semi semi final or final. So I'm going to try and grasp this with both hands and give him my best shot and. Yeah, if it happens, it happens. But if not, I've had a I've had a really good year already anyway. So I'm hopefully I don't put myself under too much pressure. Some of the heights we've seen you hit over the last two three years, and it's an incredibly high standard of darts we've seen. Not seen any of that as yet this year's Willie World Championship from you. But do you feel it's coming? Yeah, but I'm in the semi-final, so my C or B game is getting me through. So as soon as I start playing like I can play and be a little bit more confident, get my A game going, then yeah, I can win this tournament. But the way I'm going and bombing opportunities and giving people chances, I'm a little bit lucky at the moment. But yeah, hopefully my A game can come out and I can win this tournament. But the way I'm playing, I don't know. I'm in the semis, so I've got a chance. So what is your overriding emotion from this tournament so far? Is it, is it frustration that you haven't played well or is it just... <laughs> I'm in the semis here, no? obviously I'm in, I'm in the semis, I'm happy, but I've, I've played rubbish and I and literally I have played rubbish all tournaments. So I'm I'm not saying I'm lucky to be in, in the semi final because I, I've played good in patches, but nowhere near where I've played the last you know, twelve, eighteen months, not not even a scratch on it, but I'm in the semi final and if I can just pull pull it out of the bag for the next two games, then there's no reason why I can't pick up that trophy. Thanks. Jesse, congratulations. We saw from your Instagram the other night that you're not a massive fan of set play. However, after tonight, has that changed? Because Darren actually won 18, 17 on legs. No, still, I feel the same. You know, when it comes, I knew he had to win 15 legs off me no matter what, and that's the way I was thinking. But we, we play all year in, 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 a, in a leg format, and then you come to the Grand Prix and the World Championship, two tournaments out of about... 70 or 80 and then we're playing set format I don't know I think if it was if it was leg format then I think then the, the cream really does rise to the rise to the top because that's that's when the better players play the best but you know little sprints first to three anybody can win those little sets last year's semi-final didn't go your way but what can you take from that going into tomorrow I know not to beat myself up I'm going to be in a better place and yeah, I, I really beat myself up last year after the first set. Peter got into, under my skin a little bit, and I've learned I've learned lost a lot, not just from that game, but the last twelve months. So, yeah, I'm in a better place, and I'm going to be a lot more positive going in tomorrow. I'm guessing when you were plotting your route to winning this world championship, you wouldn't have had Stephen Bunting in the semi-final against yourself. To be honest, I never really looked that far. I, I thought I was going to get Nathan Aspinall in the last eight, and he's a little bit of a jinx player for me, but. I was happy when I had Dal Gurney and you know, last leg I wasn't happier than I had him, but yeah, I was Dal hasn't played really well this year and I was 
I was happy that I had him in 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 the last eight, and I and I was more confident than ever that I was going to come through that game. But yeah, I never I I never thought about semi-finals. That maybe I thought Peter was going to be there, but yeah, I never really looked that far. congratulations, mate. Thank you. Gezi, you say you played your, your B and your C game to get to this point. What do you think you're going to need tomorrow against Stephen? I don't know if it's going to be my C, my B or my A game. I, I don't know. I just need to try and turn up and I need to try and bring my A-plus game. That's all I look for every single game. And if that doesn't come out, then I'll try and do a James Wade and, and scrape through a few games or through sets and legs. But yeah, hopefully I can bring my A game and put, put uh, Stephen under a lot of pressure. But... I'm not sure. Hopefully my uh, A game comes out and that'll be good enough. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So from a dramatic evening session, we then moved to an afternoon session, Gob, that didn't really provide much drama, but for me, produced the second best performance of the day in the Flying Scotsman, Gary Anderson. Because Dirk van Dijvenmoerder went 1-0 up in sets. After that, Gary Anderson wins 15 of the next 19 legs. This was outstanding for Mando. At times, it was vintage. Old school Gary Anderson. Mm. I mean, he was superb, but... Wayne Mardo alluded to it, and I'm using his word as well, he alluded to it in commentary that even though he was trailing um, after the first set and, and midway through the second set as well, that Gary was still throwing well. They were still coming out of his hand. Right? And I, I still didn't feel like the grouping was perhaps there. Six 180s in six sets isn't a Gary Anderson stat, but I just thought he, he looked so comfortable on the hockey again. Um, there were very, very few snatchy darts. The release looked absolutely mustard. Um a, a superb performance and I think a few of us all tweeted the same sort of thing that he, he said he, he isn't worried about this year he, he was waiting for 2021 what's 2021 now two games away from being a three-time world champion if you told me that was happening three weeks ago after he was we're discussing when on earth he's going to go for surgery on his knee because it's in bits and can barely stand up and what's going on with him I would never have believed it but the man just oozes class on the hockey he's superb and if this is him at three out of ten, as he said in his, his post interview, just just give him the trophy for everything he wants next year because he's superb. And if he just plays darts like he wants to, he won't beat him. That's he only wants doing. to play darts, and he will keep winning at darts if he keeps up this up. Absolutely. All he wants to do is play darts. And I thought Dan, there was two big checkouts there. The one two seven uh, at the start. 
of the fourth set. And then obviously the one three one where he goes uh, 51 tops tops. That was just outstanding. And as I say, there were times there looking at that today, Dan, where there were prop where it was properly looking at it, vintage vintage Gary Anderson and if he's in this form I think if I remember hearing rightly this is the first time he's actually hit a ton average at the world in 19 games if I remember hearing right on the stats uh, on the commentary so please if someone uh, says that's wrong then please tweet me and I will happily correct myself tomorrow um but this is a dangerous Gary Anderson is it not Absolutely, and I was over the moon to to see just just because I think we we all know and we we've seen just how good Gary Anderson can be, and 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 often we don't see we don't get to see the, the best of Gary Anderson. We haven't seen him at the level that we know he can be, and just as a darts fan today, there was that all of a sudden that shining light that hang on, this might be what we get to see when we see Gary Anderson play darts now again. And and it was just, I, I, the game filled me with excitement for the tournament and the year to come because if he can hit that level and keep it there, then he, you know, he, he's, he's right there in with the best in the world all the time. And and and, and he's unbeatable some days. Uh, I, I, I do think that... that Van da- uh, Van Dijvenborde didn't didn't really give him a lot um, to think about today. You know, you know we, we know he took the first set, but after that, Gary didn't have a lot. You know, there was not a great deal of pressure on him. He didn't have a lot to think about. Maybe that's a great thing. He could just get on and play his darts, and that's what he likes to do. But I, yeah, I was just so excited by by the prospect that it brings for the next year. We'll stay with you, Dan. Here, and a word on his opponent, Dirk Van Dijvenborde. What a year the man has had. The man has had a World Grand Prix final, last 16 in the UK Open. He has been, you know, he's been on the Euro Tour, won a semi-final in that as well, has been pushing and pushing for continuous improvement. And he's now number 32 in the world with an opportunity to go and do more next year. Dirk van Dijvenbode is one of those players that you look at and go, if he keeps this up, he could be knocking on some very, very big doors. I mean... I actually think, and I still maintain this, I still think he's done enough, potentially, to earn a Premier League call-up. I'll say that now. Meteoric is the is the is about the best word I can I can find. It's I mean, what does that eleven places up to thirty rank up to thirty-two in the world, eleven places he's moved up there. And and you do get the feeling that it, it's just the very beginning. Um, I mean, I know he's had a card before, but you know, this, this that's that, is that. Am I right? That that's, that's sort of twelve months on the tour, isn't it? Last, you know, last Pretty year, much. He's, yep. you know, he's working a full time job, as as we know, <laughs> famously working a full time job. That I think perhaps is the um, is is, and I, I don't know how much his full time job is, is. You know, is is full time. I don't know how much he's able to fully commit to that. I know he's back and forward to. Um, I believe it's Austria where he sees his. Um, his osteopath and, and he sees his, his doctor and he's getting his back straightened out. I I, I think he again. I said I was excited about Gary Anderson. I'm excited to see what he can do going forward. And I definitely hope that it's not a you know a flash in the pan. We've seen it. a lot of darts players have a fantastic debut year and 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 haven't been able to sustain it for whatever reason. I I don't think that's going to happen, and I hope it doesn't. Bob, your thoughts on 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 Dirt's rise? Before we hear going here from Gando, 
been superb this year. And I've spoken about seeing him on a development tour previously and just not expecting him to reach this level. He didn't really get those victories that you'd expect from somebody that's, that's played at this level, but he, he's bloomed, as you like, into a fantastic dart player. Um, I think anybody else in the last eight, he's playing in this situation and this would have been a hell of a lot closer. I don't think he played horrendous, but I genuinely think that the fact he was playing Gary Anderson, his idol, as he kept saying, that just meant that when Gary pinched the third set, I think it was, you saw the reaction on, on Dirk's face. It really got to him and he just never really recovered. So, yeah, fantastic player. Uh, lots of experience to be gained, but lots that he's already earned this year um, and one to look out for next year. Like Dan said, he's, he's picked up his tour card this year. So to go to where he is in that first year has, has been a superb run for him and a long way to continue because he's bloody entertaining. He is very entertaining, but a man who will definitely be inside the top 16. You would not have thought that at the start of the of the tournament, but he is there now. He's inside the top 16. He'll be at the Masters, whenever the hell that is. Gary Anderson is in to a World Championship semi-final for the fifth time in seven years. Here he is speaking in this press conference afterwards. Gary, best performance from you in the tournament so far? I must have felt great. Probably for a long time. Probably over the last two years, to be honest. You know, but yeah, no. Like I say, I lost the I lost the first set. Dirk took the first set, and uh, I thought I actually played well. I went, oh, here we go. You know, it's it's just take a set and hope for the best. But yeah, you know, one one. The 140s, 180s, still not quite there. Some silly scores in between, but the, the 140s were, were coming in thick and fast. Once you got a roll on a roll in that game, 10 legs on the spin, the last one, that 1-3-1 one, one checkout, and even you knew it was good at that point. That was good. That always, that always hurts. 1-3-1, one, 1-3-4, one, one, three, one, three, You know, I've always said, have one, one dart at the treble, and if it goes in, you've got two darts at two double tops. And I'd rather have two darts at two double tops than have six darts at double ten. I've, I've always done that. You know, I've done it with Peter Wright many years ago in the floor tournament. And I think I took once, uh, one three one out three times out of four in that one game, and it was the same way. Treble seventeen tops tops. You know, but uh, so it's not it's not been flash. It's just I think it's easier for me to have two darts at two double tops. That's the ten. That sort of performance there. Does that make you think? Well, the game's there now. They are third world title with him. Yeah, I've got to sleep now. They'll see. Tomorrow's a different day. I wish it was quite as easy as that, but nah, like I say, no, we're through now, you know. We'll have a, a good good rest back to bed and uh, watch some rubbish on telly and have a few coffees. I know that winning a second William Hill World Championship title, that was your big aim when you moved over to the PDC. Winning a third, all of a sudden, that's going past jockey, that's all sorts of things. Yeah, well, I did have a chance to win three back-to-back, you know, but... That Dutch fellow beat me. I can't remember what his name was, but uh, yeah, but uh, no, yeah. Listen, I'm, I've said it and said it and said it. I just want to play darts. So I've got to thank, thank the boys for uh, riling me up. You know how we always said I needed to be riled up? Mm. I think they've riled me up now, so yeah. Is that generally something that spurred you on today? It has, I, yeah. Before, like I say, I used to get myself worked up and make me play better. Over the last two years, didn't matter what happened. Nah, I just, there was nothing, you know, but uh, yeah. Upset a few people, I'm gonna try, aren't I? Well, how long can that fire in the belly last? Do you think that could last into the semi finals to face Chizzy or that Dutch fella you mentioned? Yeah, that's uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, you know. But like I say, Michael's won it, you know, Gerwin Darrell's not Chizzy. If there's going to be a player that wasn't myself, of course, to win it, I, you know, I'd love to see Chizzy win something. Yeah, I think he's a fantastic player, has been for a long, long time, got a lot of time for Dave, you know, and uh, 
yeah, he's, he's playing well. But so was so Stephen Bunton for a, you know, I've not seen Steve play like that for the last good few years anyway. But it's good to see him back playing well. Do you feel that this is as open as it's been then for a number of years? It's, it's never open. Not nowadays. Darts is, it used to be, go back five, six years, you can maybe plot your way to the last 16, maybe the quarters, before it starts getting tighter. Nowadays, nah. Nah. All these, I mean, you've seen dirt come out of nowhere over the last 12 months. Devon, the last 12 months has been superb. We've got uh, Nathan. We've got all these lads. We've got Jason Lowe, I'm telling you, dangerous player. We've got uh, Ryan Cyril. I'm just glad he cannot see, because I'll tell you what, what you see on a practice board with him, dangerous, you know, and it's you've, you've got all these boys coming through, so there's no easy games now. Yeah, some of these old boys are still climbing down on the Gary. Oh, yeah, as long as we can give them a headache, we're quite all right, you know. Thank you. Gary? No. Gary, congratulations. No. Smiling today and smiling up there, as Dan said, vintage flying Scotsman up there in his fells. Yeah, yeah, except for the big one. That treble one's killing me now. I don't know what it is, but uh, no, you know, it's just like I say, when darts is flown, it's a great game. We watched Michael and Joe Cullen the other night. You know, there wasn't a waiver that knocked that game off the rhythm, and what a game it was. So you see what you get when the boys are just throwing darts and getting on with it. They want to beat each other up. I think it's a great game when it goes like that. Touching on you, obviously, we know you've had the knee problem and everything like that. Do you think playing this afternoon and having that extra recovery time will help you for the semi-final? I don't know. When the alarm went off the swan and I could quite happily turn round and went back to sleep, you know. I was in bed for about nine, you know, between half eight and half nine. I was I was in bed out for the count, you know, but you know when it goes off. It's New Year's Day. It's seven o'clock in the morning. You know, it's, it's not right. We've seen you go back to the black darts as well. You keep trying all these other ones, but keep going back to old faithfuls. Is oh, no, they're, no, they're different, that. See, you've not been watching, Philip. It's a bit like Michael, though, is it? You experiment, but always seem to end up going back to something similar. Oh, it's similar, but I've, I've used them for day one. Uh, I tried a... They've always been similar to that, but I just, they've made these ones up. So it's new code. So Unicorn had the, the grip re reverse round the other way, and I've asked them if they can keep my old grip at the front and the new grip at the back, and uh, they've got nice. Nice, I like them. Smiling, Gary, is there, but you're almost like a smiling assassin under there right now. And if it were to be Michael, those games over the last five years have got darts fans on the edge of their seat. Do you like one more big crack at that? Yeah, I was a bit, be bit better back then. But, you know, it's, uh, no, it's good signs. You know, I was happy with the, the 140s were going in. But still, again, I was going treble, treble and dropping low again where it should have been a 180. You know, but, uh, nah, nah, it's a hell of a lot better than what it has been. Thank you. Okay, you told us all year that you're writing this year off. You're in the World Championship semi-final now. Still writing it off. Still writing it off. Next year, watch out. <laughs> now, nah, like I say, I'm taking every game as it comes. You know, it's, I do giggle to myself. You know, I've, I've done came here, no confidence. Games all over the place. Still no 100% right. You know, they're still thrown for numbers and hitting silly numbers. But uh, no, it, it's definitely getting there. Like I say, I've had a wee jeer up the backside and. Uh, I'm going to start knuckling down again. If we're saying this now, what could we be saying in three, four months' time? Oh, I don't know. The boys could have a right headache on them. You know, but now nah, I just want to get back playing darts. You know, I want to get up there, throw my darts. And I said it before, if he hits a ton, you want 140. If he hits a 140, you want 180. To me, that's darts. That's outplay them. You've got to outplay them and be better. That's the only way you play darts. And I'll stick by my word. Final game then, uh, we're going to talk about Dan. It's the first game of the afternoon. The very first game of darts on the television in 2021. And I've got to say, I thought it was pretty good. 
Uh, Stephen Bunting going four one up. Uh, Christopher Tyson having a bit of a bit of a midi resurgence. I think the break for the final interval really helped. Uh, really uh, came at the wrong time for him, and the bun- and the bullet goes through five three into his first ever PDC World Darts Championship semi final. Yes, it was impressive. It was a, it was a, a brilliant way to start the day, and 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 it was. But it swung back and forth, and, and my opinion on—I mean, good—I think my, you know, my opinion on who I thought was in the driving seat and was going to win the match must have gone back and forth at least five or six times through the course of the game. I think I went in thinking Ratajski was going to win, and then it, it swung the other way. It swung back, and it—I it, think you're right. The, the break came at the wrong time in that he was just building up a bit of a head of steam, and I, and I thought that Ratajski was going to really push it to the very end. And and in and and certainly in closing out that last set, taking taking all three legs to going three nil, he he at all he just couldn't get enough going at the end of the game, and and Bunting was too far ahead and closed it out. But what an entertaining game! What a way to start the day. God, this is a very interesting one again for the Polish Eagle because you've been you know high on him. Let's let's not let's not beat around the bush. You've been quite high on him. I just thought it took him a while to get going. In this game, I don't think that he really settles uh, that highly. I think, for me, it was when I, I thought that he got the first, he got his first set on the board, and he went two 0 up in the fifth. At that point, I'm thinking, okay, here we go, here we go, and you know, he leaves himself one hundred and twenty-seven, and again, I know Bunting took it out at one stage. Bunting then takes out the fifth, the fifth time we've seen the big fish reeled in. By the way, he must trademark that, as uh, oh. Mardle said on commentary. That was brilliant. Uh, and he takes out the big fish. And even though Ratajski had a bit of a mini fight back, I thought at that moment, that's where the game was won, to be honest. Yeah, I just like you said, he started slowly. He left himself too much to do and to, to try and force his way back into the game. And he was constantly chasing. And I, I think you have to give credit to, to Bunton. He was superb. Um, complete revelation if you like in this event he's been fantastic from start to finish he's performed at a consistent level and he's put his opponents under it and that's the issue for Ritarski there he wasn't allowed an opportunity to breathe um Bunting's finishing was superb at 52 percent Ritarski's was down at 38 but he seemed to group his misses at the wrong time like timing is everything in this sport we've said it time and time again and Ritarski had really bad timing on his misses today and it ultimately cost him this is a big one as well, though, Dan, because obviously Christopher Tyski is now up to number 13 in the world. He's going to be there and let's hope that he can have another big, uh, big moment uh, next year. But for Stephen Munting, he's now moved up into 17th space in the rankings. And I tell you what, if he, he got the first round game at the World Grand Prix, you never know. He could be right on the cusp of the top 16. But if he wins tomorrow in the semi-final against Price, please, please. <laughs> I'm just saying, he goes up to world number eight. Who would have predicted that at the start of the day, at the start of the tournament? And and that has all sorts of knock-on effects. It's because it is, they're, they're, well, I suppose Ratajski gets pushed out, doesn't he? He, gets, he? he overtakes him and he pushes him further down. Um, and and I, I think there could be, a, I think that, that certainly that top 10, top 16, the arrangement that will be in post-world championships, nobody could have predicted three or four weeks ago. I don't think anyone would have predicted some of the people that are in there and the order that they are in. It's mental, really, when you think about it. You know, Jose de Sousa, the Grand Slam champion, 
not too long ago will only just be in the top 16 if Stephen Bunting wins this. But it's a big, big game for him tomorrow. A chance to make a world championship final for the first time. It will be actually, it will be a game of debutants. So in terms of trying to make their first ever PDC World Arts Championship final. Here he is, though. Here is the bullet. Stephen Bunting after his 5-3 win over Christoph Rutaisky. Stephen, you missed the dart there for a 4-0 lead and then he came right back at you. It must have been like playing your previous round against Ryan Searle. I knew it was important. Um, he's, he's a great player and you can't give him chances like that. Um, as, soon as, he, as soon as he won a set, he, his back was up then and um, I, was in, I was in problems, a few problems, but... No, I, I still believed I could win that match. I still know that. Listen, me, I've still not played my best game yet. Um, I know that was 100 and, 101, I think, average. Finishing was good. But on the practice board, what I've been doing has been really, really good. And if I can, if I can bring that out, I can win this title. Well, as somebody who knows what it takes to win major titles in your days in the BDO, getting better as the tournament goes on is important. And you've been doing that this year's William World Championship. No, that, and, and the main thing for me was pushing myself back into the up the rankings and back into the top 16 or wherever I am now. I don't know where I am, but um, just keep doing what I'm doing. $100,000 rankings isn't bad. And uh, listen, I'm after that big carrot at the end, the, the half a million. Um, I'd love to be another world champion again. And... It's a big statement, but there's four players left in tomorrow, and I'm one of them. You were a two-time world master. You're world champion in the BDO. You've come one PDC titles. But the last few years, you probably felt you haven't done yourself justice at all. But things have completely changed in the last 18 months, haven't they? Yeah, no. Listen, you know more than most. We, I sat down with Target. Uh, we developed this new dart. And, I've said that all along, I believe these are the darts that are going to take me to the next level. Um, on the practice board, I'm phenomenal with them. I'm hitting a lot of 180s, but the massive finishes. The big fish today was was a big turning point in that match, hitting that, and the confidence that that obviously gives you as well on the TV. It's amazing, and I've just got to keep believing in, in what I'm doing. Um, I'm loving darts at the minute, and I can't wait now to, to have a relax tonight, um, chill out. I don't even know what time we, the game's on tomorrow, but... Um, just just chill um, tonight and get ready for tomorrow. It's five years since we last saw you in a big TV semi-final in PDC Darts, but you were saying from more than a year ago now, I'm playing brilliantly, this is this sort of thing is coming, and it's finally been proven right, it's got to be, feel so good, hasn't it? Yeah, no, no, I knew it was coming. Um, even when I look at the, the likes of the Pro Tour form, I still don't think that I, I've justified myself on the Pro Tour, but... When I look back at the averages on some of the games that I've played, um, I think only a couple of months ago I was I was beat James Way with 108 or 109. Um, this is the form that I've been doing on the practice board all the time. So it's just a case of obviously bringing that A game forward. And listen, like I said, I can win this t the tournament. We could see a semi-final lineup with Michael Van Gerwen, Gerwin Price, Gary Anderson. You know, three ultimate t and, and Stephen Bunting now. What what's really going to make a difference is you then going on reaching the final, going on winning it. Of course, and, and like I said, I've come in under the radar. Um, even even today, when I looked at the bookies' odds, I think I was the total outsider for the whole event, which is great for me. Listen, I know I'm playing well. I know what I can do. Um, let people keep writing me off at their own pedal because I'm here to win this. I'm not here to make the numbers up, and I'm in the semi-finals. And you can you can see by my interview how positive I am. We can do it. 
great to see. Well done. Today. Thank you. Stephen, congratulations. When Christoph brought it back to 4-3 and you had the last break, did you need that one just to recompose yourself and stop his charge? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, uh, I come off the stage, um, sort of refocused, I thought to myself, even if you don't win this set, I've got the darts last set, which obviously the ball in games before is a massive thing to win. Um, obviously, I, I, I also thought to myself, if I can start big and put the pressure on him, he's the one who was a set down, so that's what I tried to do. And then as soon as I got ahead, I thought, just just play it big then. And I, I think it was 70, 44, 76 last, uh, the last leg. I hit the big five, I thought, what are you doing? Travel 13 or 4, this, this, this is it. This might be your only chance that you get to win this match in the 32 many. In terms of your career, I know obviously you won the world title, but is this the biggest result of your career, considering you've got to rebuild everything? I'd, yeah, I would say it was. Um, just from, from where I actually felt a few years ago that I could have walked away from the sport um, to where I feel now that I could be world champion again. It, it's a crazy scenario. and. Um, I've worked hard, don't get me wrong, I've seen sports psychologists, I've done everything that I could possibly do. Um, I've got a great support network behind me, I've got a, a fantastic family and um, I've got my daddy in and, and Ashley, um, my, my really good friend who was actually at the lakeside when I actually won the lakeside and he, he sort of like, I always remember we was in the practice room and Alan Norris kept looking over at the board when we was practising. And Ashley just kept putting 180 on the board. And Alan's going, what's he doing? He's hitting 180s for fun. I wasn't. I think I hit 45, 26 and 81. But it, it's, it's all about mind games as well. But I can win this. When you were at your lowest, did you ever believe the opportunity to be world champion would come round again then? I didn't believe I'd play that again, to be fair. Um, just locking myself away. Um, just feeling so low. Um, many, many tears. Um, talking to family and stuff and just I fell out of love with the sport to be fair um, now I've, I love the sport again um, I love the practice um, and who knows where the sport can take me again and your biggest payday in the PDC must be satisfying as well and after the year that's gone by I've not been paid yet <laughs> <laughs> no and it, it, it's massive and like I said it's all about pushing myself back up that ranking um, I think I, I dropped to 26. I believe I'm a lot better than that. Um, it was probably a kick up the backside that I dropped all that way. And listen, I, I'm here, I'm fighting, and I want to be in the top 10. Stephen, congratulations, man. Thank you. Stephen, congratulations. Thank um, you. I've spoken to you a couple of times, and you've been in tears where you've been so low. And what was the turning point? What, what Was it the sports psychologist, or did something inside? switch? Um, I think a bit of both to be honest, just just having that belief from 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 being one of the best in the world, obviously I was well number one for two years I think in the BDO and, and I was the best player in, in the world on that side and obviously come over you start getting a few defeats and it dents your confidence and um, you don't really feel it for the first few, few years, obviously played in the, in the Premier League as well which ma was massive for me but then to come out of the Premier League and then the lows after that it, it, it affected me big time um, and yeah it was hard to take but listen I'm on the rise again um, I want to be back in the Premier League and, and stuff like that and if I keep doing what I'm doing it, it can't be far away. You've also had a tough year this year not only what we know about you had Covid and you've missed the Grand Prix and whatever you've had to go out on your own without management 
So it's been a complete rebuilding process. This must be particularly satisfying for you to be sitting here now thinking, I've done this and I've got this far on my own. Definitely, yeah. Um, listen, John and Jackie did massive uh, work for me and um, I wish them well in the future. They're, they're still good friends of mine, but um, at the time, obviously with the COVID and everything else, it was, it was the right decision to make. Um, I feel I'm on my own now, I can do my own things, I don't need to answer to anyone, so um, was it the right decision? Yeah, definitely, and I, I'm reaping the benefits now and I, I continue to rise. And you think you can pick up a trophy like your hero, Mr Klopp? I'd love, I'd listened, I'd love nothing more than to, to win this World Championship, it's something that I dreamed of all my life to, to win the Lakeside and um, even even then I've, I've dreamt to win this title and obviously if I can add that into my trophy cabinet I'll be really happy. Thank you very much Stephen. Thank you. Stephen you talked there about going out and doing it on your own, is there more or less pressure because it's just, just yourself in there? I think there's a lot less pressure, um, I can do my own thing. I've got no one to answer to. If it goes wrong, there's only myself to blame. So, yeah, I think, like I said, it's it's all down to me now. I need to do the right things at the right times, and things good things will come. So, recap then of the results: Stephen Bunting five, Christopher Tyski three, Gary Anderson five, Bert Van Dijvenbode one. That was the afternoon session. The evening session saw a lot more drama. Gerwin Price five, Daryl Gurney four, and Dave Chisnell five. Michael Van Gerwen, nil. Nope, you did not misread that. That was it actually happened. Still remarkable that we're talking about it now. Uh, as we're talking about it now. Uh, let's move it on and let's talk about the betting at this stage with our friends over at Boyle Sports. Uh, Gerwin Price is a 6-4 to favourite. Gary Anderson is 9-4. to Dave Chisel now 12-5. to And I think, God, this is a bit insulting to Stephen Bunting. 10-1. to <laughs> If you fancy him to beat Price, get on that now. If he beats Price, then and he absolutely beats. anything can happen in the final, and you ain't going to get better odds on a, on a, a semi-finalist than ten to one. That's superb. That's just remarkable, then, isn't it? Ten to I one. Just, just bear with me a second. I'm just backing Stephen Bunt in two minutes. Uh, well, I'm debating <laughs> that. That's a nice little. I, I tell you what, you that at ten to one. That's an outrageous price. Like I, I just and I, because. I mean, let's be honest, we're in a four-horse race now and and, and and anyone can be, you know, we know, we've seen the, the four that are left, we've seen them play out amazingly. Or, you know, even in very recent times, we've seen them play all four of them play absolutely We've also seen them, all four of them play absolutely horrendous. <laughs> all four of them have the potential to have an absolute stinker in any of the next two days ahead of them. And we also we also know there's you know there's no crowd everything's a bit strange, uh, I, I just think it's a completely open open affair and, and to, to have one of those at, at ten to one is is uh, is a real uh, it's it's an opportunity I'm going to have a little go at anyway. Definitely, definitely right. Let's talk about then today's semi-finals. As you are listening, Stephen Bunting against Gerwin Price is first up six o'clock GMT. It is semi-final night. At the World Darts Championship, Stephen Bunting against Gerwin Price first up. Dave Chisnell against Gary Anderson follows. Uh, Dan, we'll start with you on this one. And we'll start with Stephen Bunting against Gerwin Price. Odds at the moment, 3-10 to 10 on for Price to win that match. Stephen Bunting is a 5-2 to two shot uh, with our friends over at Boyle Sports. Uh, this is a big game. 
it's a game for the debutantes, really. By tomorrow, by about eight o'clock tomorrow evening, if all things go to plan, we will have a debutante world championship finalist. There's only one player, obviously, that's actually been to a world championship finalist left in the draw. So, Dan, where are you putting your virtual pound? It's... It's and a score prediction to... as well, I should say. A score prediction as well. I think it goes... I think it goes the distance. I think Jeez. it goes... And I, I think it goes... I think it goes equal sets and equal legs and then Gerwin Price wins. Hurt me to say that out loud. That really, I, I had to... It was tough, that. 6-5 win for Price. I think, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm still. It's hard to say that. I don't. I don't. It's not what I want, but I think it's inevitable. Gob, same, exactly the same. It's the hope that kills you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and you know it's going to go close, and you know he's going to get over last leg decider today. Yeah, he opened up with a hundred and two visits, and Gurney still couldn't take advantage of that. Like the dart just went low for Gurney. I just can't get it out of my head. How to keep doing this? The one seven nine, the one three nine was inevitable. Like it was happening, you could see it coming a mile away. You keep doing it because he's good. <laughs> That's why. But I think that this goes a little bit closer. But I still a little bit closer. We've both just called a last leg decider. <laughs> Please, <excuse me>. Not... <laughs> you can't get any closer. <laughs> the worst part is as well is that I didn't even have a single. I haven't had a single drop in the last two days. I can't even use that as an excuse. <laughs> Um, no, excuse me. I don't think it goes as close. I think that Gerwin Price eventually wins this one, and I'm going to go with a 6-3. Bunting has played tremendously, and he has deservedly made a semi-final. It's been brilliant to see a resurgent bullet, and I'm hoping that we get to see more of him. But I don't think he's got enough to take on Price, and I think that Price will just start to raise his game a little bit. 6-3, Gerwin Price makes the 2021 World Darts Championship final. Gob, we now move to you. Talk about our second semi-final. Dave Chisnell against Gary Anderson. Chisnell 4-5 to five on Anderson even. So it's essentially a coin toss. Let's not, let's not beat around the bush here on this one. Um, after that performance, it's difficult to back anybody else but Chis, is it not? It is, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yes, go on, Gob. I knew you'd uh, back him. I knew I'm going to back Gando. And again, it's going to be the hope that gets to me. I'm going to be sat here tomorrow night, miserable as sin, just like you can tell by the tone of my voice right now. Um, <laughs> 2021's going fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, the experience tells, those pressure shots, those moments, that tells. If Chisholm comes out and averages 107 again, then fair play. I think he absolutely blows Gary away. I, I don't think Gary's got that top-level gear over a sustained period of time at the moment. I think he's working towards it, and next year we will see it more and more, and it will be back. He's promised us that. But at this very moment, I don't think Gary has that top gear for a sustained period of time. And if Chisnell produces that, then he, he could run away with it. But it's a semi-final. It's a new day. Anything can happen between now and then. And I just think that the mentality that Gary Anderson has means that he can get away with this one and make it see himself into a fifth PDC World Championship final. Christ, yeah, you know, it's four, it'll be five on the... It'll be five championships. That's amazing to think about. The five last, in 11 years. 
That's the amazing for the longevity of the man. Incredible, really. Uh, Dan, where are you putting your your uh, your money on this one? And oh, oh God, I forgot to ask you. Score prediction, please. Six four Gando. Dan. It's, uh, same score, opposite way around. I, I I just I just think that even if I think if, if even if Gary Anderson sustains. The level he's been playing at, which is which is fantastic, Chisnell can still dip a bit from what he's been playing, and he still gets over the line. Again, I think we've said you know they both have the potential to have a stinker, maybe Chisnell more so. But I think that even if Gary sustains, Chisnell's going to have to really dip. And I think he's really comfortable with his throw at the moment. He's talked, you know, most of his interviews about how he's feeling about his throw and eliminating that flick, and I I, I think it's a six for Chisnell. So I've got the casting vote here. Um, I obviously agree with one of you. But I don't know. I don't know. This is a this is a very very tough call after what happened to Chiz um, and what Chiz produced today. To me, I cannot see how he does it a third time, just because of his history. So on that basis, I'm going with a six-three victory for Gary Anderson, and we get. Oh my God, we get a Gary Anderson versus Gerwin Price World Championship final. Anybody want to go again like we did at the Grand Slam of 2018 for the first time ever in a final? It'd be them two playing each other. Oh my goodness. Yes, please. Well, actually, no, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm generally not because <laughs> there, is a, there, is, there is only one outcome if that happens. I don't think there is. There I really is. Don't think there is. I'm, I've, I've just come to accept it. The last hope to save humanity in the most <laughs> dramatic sense of the word is a man that looks like Peter Griffin. So I I said to Jar just before we started the recording, and I, I stick to it now. I'm still I'm still of exactly the same mindset. I think that the I think the winner is decided tomorrow. Because I think Price beats Bunting, and then I think that if Kuzno gets to the final, he beats Gerwin Price. I think if Gary Anderson gets to the final, he gets beaten by Gerwin Price. And I, I, I think that, that I think Gerwin Price is in the final, but I think he, he beats Gary Anderson, but he doesn't beat Dave Chisnell. That's that's my take on the on the whole semi-final scenario. Well, Dan, you've been great uh, to have on the pods over the last few days, mate. Thank you very, very much indeed for joining us. Gob, I shall speak to you tomorrow when we will be joined, ladies and gentlemen. There is no getting out of it now for him. We will be joined by Phil Bars. It's a shame that we couldn't get him on tonight because uh, I'd have loved to hear his reaction, but no, <laughs> we haven't been able to get that one, unfortunately. But got, uh, Phil will be joining us tomorrow. There's no doubt in that one. But we'll be looking ahead after the semi-finals and looking ahead to the biggest match in darts, the William Hill World Darts Championship final. But for now, that has been the Online Daily Podcast, the Online Darts Daily Podcast, World Championship Daily. Thank you very much indeed for listening. I'm still in shock. I can't even get my words out. But what have we learned? We've learned that Dave Chisnell is just unbelievable when he's on it. 107 average to whitewash the world number one. I have to keep saying that because I still think this is a dream. Uh, Gerwin Price manages to beat Daryl Gurney in his second last leg decider of the tournament. His third last set decider of the tournament. The Iceman is coming for the World Championship.
it would seem. Gary Anderson comes through 5-1 against Dirk van Dijvenbode. Huge win for Gando uh, in, the, in that sense as well. He goes through to a semi-final against his Stephen Bunting is the man who will play Gerwin Price with a really good, solid 5-3 win over Christoph Ratajski. That's it from now, but don't forget that we'll be back from 6 o'clock. It'll be Cam McFarlane, the Jordan North of OnlineDarts.com. He'll be with you from 6 o'clock for the live blog for the semi-finals. Um, then myself, Gob and Phil, we're back here for our final pod. We will not be doing the one after the final because we're going to be doing the live lounge. That's going to be coming back after a couple of weeks. I'm actually going to be making an appearance on the live lounge, which is the biggest story of the day. Uh, but we'll be there from we'll be there on Monday the 4th of January for you. But our, part, our final podcast is tomorrow make sure of course that you follow us on social media facebook twitter and instagram search online darts on any one of those platforms to find us and like we say make sure you subscribe to youtube right now online darts tv you'll get the interviews that you've heard first with phil bars with both of our semi-finalists and then we'll become finalists at this time tomorrow thanks again for listening really do appreciate you sticking with us we have got two more days to go four players remain stephen bunting Dave chisnell gary anderson Gerwin price who will be the world champion Come Sunday the 3rd of January. From us all, take care. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 